Welcome to Crypness Podcast, the podcast where I, Liz, am going to be making the story. And I, Jasper, am going to be seeing which direction it will go to. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, this is a head of choose your own adventure story where Jasper here has no idea what the story is about, where is it going to go, though it is based off of a creepypasta, which they might be familiar with. This is kind of my own twist on it. So grab your blankets, get your nest ready. And let's go! The Cloud Statue in the Corner. Alright, so our story takes place on a stormy Friday night. Amanda is in charge of two little kids. This is the perfect kind of gig for her babysitting. She just kind of watches the kids. They're pretty well behaved. They play their toys. They take their bath. They go to bed 9 o'clock. The parents aren't home till 12. Perfect, right? Yep. Right. She has them on speed dial in case she needs anything. She's worked for them before. It's a smooth and easy 60 bucks, which for a 17-year-old, excellent. Except on this particular night, it was pretty stormy. It was droopy outside. The kids were restless. It's a little hard for them to get to bed. So, you know, she played a few extra games. And by the time she finally gets them down to bed, she realizes it's 11 o'clock. And typically around that time, the parents message her and go, hey, we'll be home in an hour. But so far, they haven't done that. She was restless herself, couldn't exactly sleep. So she decided just kind of look around the house, clean up where she could. You know, maybe they give her a little extra tip because these families are a little well off. They were off on a family banquet or some fancy shit like that. She doesn't really care. On this particular night, while she was walking around the house, she noticed in the corner a glint from a tall statue. Oh, this statue, she doesn't remember. She's worked at this house before. It was tall, almost life-size, with a shiny red nose, two glinting blue eyes, and a mouth painted from cheek to cheek in bright red paint. Of course, you know, whatever their design is their design. Kind of sucks that she has to stare at it, but whatever. It was stationed right between the two kids' bedroom at the end of the hallway. So she would have to walk past it every time she decided to check on the kids and make sure they were asleep. Oh, how fun! <laughs> yeah, and the, the funnest part is she doesn't exactly recall seeing this earlier in the night. But she's like, you know what? That's okay. She's going to go downstairs, work on a little bit of homework, obsessively check her phone, waiting for that we'll be home in an hour message from the family. But it doesn't come. It's 12 o'clock at this point. And she's like, okay, fine. She's finally going to call him because it's just aching in her. Every time she goes up on there to check on the kids, the statue is just standing there, staring. So she dials the parents. They're a little bit tipsy, so that kind of sounds like what they were doing, you know. (laughs) And she goes, hey, what the heck is the statue? And they go, oh, I don't know, probably a gift or something, whatever, just ignore it. She's like, okay, when are you guys going to be home? going to be a couple more hours banquet's going pretty long and she goes okay she's staring at the statue in the eyes now is she (laughs) is she going to a go back downstairs 
pick up her homework and keep working? Or does she want to approach the statue? Hmm, I think she wants to approach the statue. (laughs) Amanda, with her breath held in her chest, takes a step closer and a step closer. And suddenly a sound is hitting her ears. (sighs) She takes another step. Is that her own breath? Or is that someone else's? She takes another step closer. She looks left and right. Both of the kids' doors are well closed. She's nearly four feet away. She takes another step, staring at the statue in the eyes. She thinks she sees it blink. Is this a chance for Amanda to run away? Or is she going to run into one of the kids' rooms? Or is she going to keep approaching the statue? Oh, man. (laughs) Hmm. Let's see. What would you do if you were in a situation like this? Like you would leave. I immediately <laughs> leave, honestly. Would you leave the kids there the kids? too? You're gonna leave the kids there too? <laughs> no, I, I get the kids and then we're gone. But if the statue is like standing by the door, probably throw the kids out the window and get myself <laughs> out too. So yeah, probably well, that. You got little Jimmy, five year olds in one, and you got little Samantha, seven year old in the other. Oh, there are God. two separate rooms oh, no. each side of the hallway. The statue's in the middle. That's horrible. <laughs> Why do they have so many kids? <laughs> oh. Huh. Hmm. I check. I go to the door that's probably closer to me so I don't have to, like, pass the statue. I'd probably back up and maybe try and, like... Hmm, I'd probably get a weapon or something. <laughs> to be honest, it's probably better safe than sorry. Have something to arm yourself with. So is that your choice? Is yeah. Amanda grabbing a weapon? Absolutely. Looking left and right, she notices right inside of the doorway of little Timothy's room is a baseball bat. So she grabs that. It's now solidly in her hand. She still hears the breathing. She takes another step closer. Another step closer. Now she's within arm's range of the statue. She reaches out the baseball bat and she pushes it on the chest of the statue and she holds it there, staring the statue in the eyes. You know, Amanda, she's not a weak-hearted type. She's not soft. She's not gentle. She's strong. She's dedicated. Oh, hell yeah. And she has that mama bear instinct already at ripe 17 years old. You know she got a solid A on her live baby assignment. That baby (laughs) did not cry for longer than 30 seconds. So she's standing there pushing it against the chest of the statue and listens. It feels solid. It doesn't feel fleshy. It doesn't feel like it's moving. She still thinks she hears the breathing, but it's softer now. Hmm. Like somebody holding their breath. But she doesn't really know. She can't confirm it. She can't deny it. It doesn't move. The parents don't seem to know, but they're also the rich type that just get things and put them up and don't really know. Also, they're toasted. But... (laughs) Is this a chance for Amanda to shake it off? To put the baseball back down and head back downstairs? Or does she want to touch the statue with her bare hands? I mean, honestly, if... Because if it's breathing, you're like, hmm, I need to know. I would need to know. Oh, man. (laughs) I think she wants to touch it. I think she needs to know. She needs to know? She needs to make sure, yeah. Where is she going to (laughs) touch? Does she want to go right for that bright red nose? Boops the nose, yeah. (laughs) Gotta boop it. (laughs) Amanda takes a step closer, and a step closer. She's now standing directly in front of the statue, looking up into those glazed blue eyes. 
Slowly, her hand reaches up, closer and closer to the face. She starts at the chin, and she rubs her finger, feeling stubble. All the way up, the cracks and creases of the white makeup to the soft red nose, and she squeezes it. It feels like fabric. She pulls it. It's glued on. Is that an indication it's still a statue? She doesn't hear any more breathing. It's not moving. It's just staring deeply into her soul. <laughs> Give it a little uh. Of <laughs> the nose. Oh no. I don't trust like that. <laughs> no, honestly, I probably. <laughs> Give him a little, little push, a little, little, with the baseball bat. <laughs> All right. So Amanda reaches back down to the baseball bat. She picks it up and she uses it to knock the statue over. It falls directly on its side with a thunk and lands directly in the pose it was standing in. It did not break. It did not shatter. But it hit with a clunk. Hmm. Satisfied that this was a statue and slightly perturbed that she's now wasted the past 10 minutes of her life worrying about this creepy-ass thing, Amanda decides to turn around, leaving the statue sitting in its place, and check in on the kids once again. Both were sound asleep, besides the breathing. They're still there. Was that from the kids? Amanda doesn't really know. But at this point, it was kind of getting late. You know, she's getting tired. She still needs to work a little bit on that homework if she wanted to follow through with her plans on Saturday. So Amanda decides to go back downstairs and continue working on that homework. That is, until she hears a very familiar metallic clunk on the stairways above her. Oh, no. (laughs) Now is this a chance for her to be brave and check in on the sound in the kids? Or is she getting the fuck out of there? Man, does she still have the baseball bat? Nope, that's left upstairs. Oh, right no! Right to where it laid by the statue. Oh, God. Well, she does have that mama bear instinct, as you said. I feel like she would probably end up checking. Me, personally, <laughs> I, I get, get the, the fuck, fuck out, out of there. there. <laughs> sorry, kids. No, sorry. Maybe it's not hungry for <laughs> children. Maybe the parents should have been home. Well, yeah, at this point, it's already yeah, past 12. Exactly. But they're toasted. They're having a great time. They're hanging 10, hanging loose. So Amanda rises from her seat. She steps slowly, her heart beating in her ears. Closer and closer to the stairs, she still hears that clunking in the distance. It sounds like it's happening right above her. She takes the steps slowly, one at a time. Calling out gently, she goes, Hello? Not the hello. (laughs) No response. Kids, you should be sleeping. It's pretty late. Your parents will be home soon. No response, but another. It sounded right at the top of the stairs. It was a curved stairs, so she couldn't see exactly where they led. Another step closer. Another step closer. She's so close to the landing that separates the two part of the stairs, and she knows if she turns, she might see something she doesn't want to. This is her last chance. Does Amanda want to turn around, run out, and get help? Grab a weapon. 
or does she want to investigate now? Maybe, hmm. Because what weapon choice does she have? I know she probably has kitchen knives. But she probably also is just like, hmm, maybe it's one of the kids. So maybe taking a peek? But at the same time, it's like, do you want to chance that? <laughs> yeah, so do you want to chance, chance that it's not a, the child? And it's... <laughs> I think, uh, honestly, probably weapon time again. Because, man, do you really want to be unarmed in that situation? No. Now, what kind of weapons does she want to get? Remember, the chest was solid. Is she going for the kitchen knives? Or does she want to investigate and see what the rich family has? You gotta investigate and see what the rich family has. Maybe a saw or something. <laughs> Amanda... <laughs> With her breath caught in her throat, turns and runs down the stairs, two at a time, almost missing that last step. But she catches herself. She grabs the railing of the stairs and she makes a big loop and runs right into the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Fuck. She runs right into the kitchen and she sees, leaning up against the back door, is a case of golf clubs. Of course they have golf clubs. Not being familiar with exactly how golf works, she just grabbed the biggest one hoping it was the most solid. Grabbing that weapon, she turns and hears going down the stairs. It had to be coming. She was ready. She was not going to leave those kids up there if they were still alive. But at this point, she does not know what she's going against. She turns and she walks out of the kitchen feeling regretful that she didn't turn on the hallway light. She sees a shadow at the end of the hallway. Standing there, was a six-foot-tall, life-size clown statue with glowing blue eyes, with a face turned up in a smile showing stained red, sharp teeth. Oh, God, oh, fuck! (laughs) Amanda knows that if she turns around right now, she could get out the back door. She knows she could run. She doesn't know how fast this thing moves. She doesn't know if it would catch her before she reaches it, but she could try to escape, leaving those kids upstairs to this monster does she want to take her last chance to get out man i feel like she should because you know those kids are probably fucking dead (laughs) but she doesn't know that so it's like do you want a chance because how like how tall is she she's about average size about five six okay she does moderate sports you know cheerleading volleyball because she might be able to duck and dodge. Duck and dodge? Duck and dodge <laughs> the light. <laughs> um, shit. <laughs> Honestly, she, I feel like sh- she's pretty stubborn. She'd probably be pretty stubborn and be like, hmm, I gotta beat this dude's ass. <laughs> she got the golf club, she's ready to go. You, got, you, got sh- you, you ready? You picking? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Amanda looks the creature in the eyes, and when one last battle cry, the thought of those cheery red cheeks of those children, flushed white with death, ringing in her head. Amanda takes the golf club, raises above her head, and rushes right directly into the statue. Its gloved white hands raise, showing blood-tipped long claws as it meets her halfway right into the kitchen. Amanda rushes right into the creature, and she pushes the golf club straight through its middle, showing that on the inside, it's nothing but mechanical bits. 
She pulls out the driver, knocking out a few screws and nuts, which causes the creature to no longer be balanced on its legs. It fills and tilts over, back side to side, still reaching, trying to grab her while she's ducking, moving, twisting, turning, using every single skill she's ever developed in every sport she's ever lived in her life to move around. It's spurting out motor oil. It's leaking. It's screaming. The most horrendous scream. Metal on metal. Styrofoam on styrofoam. Nails on a chalkboard. She's trying to dodge, dip, dive, duck, and dodge. She's living by the five rules of dodge. <laughs> and she's trying to escape the claws that she knows if it contacts her, will take her out. Just as she thinks she can get one of the legs out from under it, that claw reaches right into her long brown hair, grabbing a clump. Deciding she has nothing left to lose, on the kitchen table was a knife. She grabs it, and she slices off her hair in order to free herself from the creature's grasp. She uses the momentum to knock it over, grabbing one of its legs. It falls with a loud clunk. From upstairs, she hears screaming. <coughs> she hears screaming. The monster, now on the floor, twisting, turning, unable to get up. It's back broken. It's leg broken. Oh no, it's Thanks broken. to Amanda. Oh no, it's broken. <laughs> she runs, jumps over the creature in the hallway, runs up the stairs to find the two kids standing at the top of the stairs. They see the blood. Whose blood at the front door? It's their parent. Mom and dad are right in the foyer, decapitated, taken out in claws of red with teeth marks deep as their bone. She grabs the kids, one under each arm. She turns and she runs the fuck out of there as fast as she can, blood dripping, clinging onto her shoes. The kids are safe. She's safe. But the parents, deciding to come home a little bit later, are not. Sucks to suck! <laughs> Sucks to suck! Later on, she gets help. She says that this creature, this monster, attacked them. This mechanical beast and should be still laying on the floor, trying to get up. When the police show arrive, there was nothing but the two dead parents in motor oil coating the wall of the hallway. Bruh! <laughs> <laughs> <Are you> kidding me? <laughs> Alright, do you want to know where the big integral twist would have been? Yeah. <laughs> so when she was going up the stairs, if you decided to have her launch forward without grabbing a weapon, without going back downstairs at the top of the stairs, she would have been met with immediately nothing. She'd take another step up, she'd land on the landing, turn to her left, and immediately run into the hard metal body of the statue. Oh! Its claws would grip around her, grabbing her, and throwing her down the stairs. Hard, breaking through the drywall, cracking her neck, and killing her on sight. Later on, when police would finally be dispatched to the house, due to the parents finding the mangled body of the babysitter, there would be nothing left but two bloody beds and a little round squeaking nose found underneath the girl's bed. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, so how'd you like the clown statue in the corner story? That was a really good time. Woo! Holy shit. This is a classical story kind of a creepy pasta, a passed around Tumblr post where it'd be like, hello, uh, it's me, your babysitter. Uh, I just want to say, can I cover up this clown statue in the corner? It's really creeping me out. And then the parents who are away would be like, oh no, I don't have a clown statue. Dun, dun, dun. Which is why we kind of made it a little bit more forward. We a little bit advanced it. And yeah, that's the creepy clown in the corner story. 
Hope you guys like that. Did you like that, Jasper? I loved it. It was great. <laughs> uh, stay tuned if you really kind of like this choose-your-own-adventure multiple scenario. How it kind of works is that if we don't like exactly which direction the other one is going in, we can change it. The other person is the one running the story. You're making it, but they're running it, which is what makes it really interesting and kind of keeps us on our toes. If you like this, we're going to try to upload an episode once every week. Uh, make sure to keep back, and if you have any recommendations for your favorite creepypastas, your favorite stories, horror, spooky things that you would like to see our combined twist on, go ahead and leave it in the comment section. If not, leave a like, subscribe, and follow for more Creepiness Podcasts. Yeah, please! Yeah, <laughs> I know we're Creepiness, but Creepiness also would have been a good yeah, idea. Right? <laughs> Alright, thank you very much Thanks, y'all! Woo! <laughs>